And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Ness attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ. And comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Robert Young stars with six-year-old Margaret O'Brien on a melodrama on the Screen Guild Players from 1943. Then Bob Hastings stars in part one of a juvenile comedy adventure of Archie Andrews from 1946. With me to help present these classic radio shows is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hi, Carl. How are you? Sort of my sidekick, my second banana, my Cato, my... Uh, All of the above. Trigger? <laughs> Probably not Trigger. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's going on in the world of Hollywood? Uh, there's going to be a John Belushi documentary. Oh. Um, it will be airing on Showtime. It nice. will be a feature-length documentary about the life and times of the comic legend John Belushi. His widow, Judith Belushi, has agreed to cooperate completely with the making of this film and provided exclusive photos from her private collection. Um, so uh, she has previously opened up about her life and his life. Uh, she has a 1990 memoir called Samurai Widow. Do you know about it? No, but I, you know. I didn't either. And a 2005 memoir called Belushi, a biography. But this is a whole different ballgame, of course, right. you know, having a documentary on Showtime. Well, Showtime does fantastic things. And they I'm certainly sure it'll be do. A, sure it'll be amazing. Are they talking about who's going to play him or no? Yeah, they haven't said yet. They don't know yet, but I know okay. production will I'm begin. available. I can gain some weight for that role. <laughs> Actually, I could play him, don't you think? What did you have for dinner tonight? Yeah, McDonald's. See, a couple more of those, yeah. and you're just you're in the running. Four hundred more Big Macs, and, <laughs> and I you're could on the play way. Him. They are going to be, begin production this fall, so, so you know, you never know. It could be you. I I would be uh, happy to play that role. All right, well, thanks, Lisa. Appreciate <laughs> thanks, that. All right, time now for uh, the Screen Guild players. This was one of uh, many of the radio shows that took movies and adapted them for Radio Airplay. And on this episode, we have Robert Young, along with six-year-old Margaret O'Brien and, and four-year-old Billy Severn in Journey for Margaret from April 5th, 1943. Here's part one of the Screen Guild Players. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, Journey for Margaret. The starring players... Robert Young, Anita Louise, Margaret O'Brien, and Billy Savern. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Journey for Margaret. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's production of W.L. White's deeply moving story of England's war-orphaned children. It stars Robert Young as John Davis, Anita Louise as his wife, Nora Davis, six-year-old Margaret O'Brien as Margaret, and four-year-old Billy Savern 
Ask Peter. Were you writing, Daddy? Daddy! Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Margaret. <laughs> I guess I'm still not used to your calling me Daddy. What are you writing, Daddy? I'm writing a story. About what? Oh, about you and me and a couple of other people. Now, uh, suppose you run along and play so Daddy can work. All right, Daddy. You work hard. Margaret just came in and talked to me. Gentle, serious, wonderful little Margaret. She's our girl now. Margaret Davis, daughter of John Davis, foreign correspondent. That's me. And Mrs. Davis. That's Nora. This really started the first day we got back to London. Nora and I had been through a lot those last few months. Poland, Norway, Holland, all the hopeless horror of the fall of France. Now back in London again, sitting in the third floor room of our hotel, we were having a drink. Nora was drinking milk, of course. John, I know it's sacrilege, with milk I mean, but we ought to drink to something. Nora, I want you to go home. I'm sorry, motion denied. Oh, please go. For me, for us, go back to New York. They have our baby there. No, John. Please, Nora. You saw what they did to Rotterdam. You were in France. They'll do it here, too. I imagine they will. But they're still having babies in London, even in Rotterdam. I can't run away from life, John. Neither can you. I might have known you'd just make a speech. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I didn't mean to get maudlin. You know, I'd better have a drink of your whiskey. I've got to sober up. <laughs> That was Nora. Brave, gallant Nora who never once complained. Not even when I had to leave her in the hotel room alone. It was about a week later, I think, my first London raid. I was out in the street with Herbert Allison, head of our London office. I guess it must have been pretty bad. The Heinkels roaring up there in the dark and the ack-ack making an awful clatter. That was close, John. Pretty rough on you to drag you out tonight. Oh, forget it. If I didn't come out tonight, what would I write about tomorrow? Well, what will you write about anyway? Meaning what? Now, let's face it, old boy. That stuff you've been turning out is terrible. Straight out of the icebox. Don't forget, I've got to keep a weather eye on the censor. The censor wouldn't cut the stuff I want. The sort of copy you sent from Madrid. I'll wager those stories even made the telegraph girls cry. Well, that was before Munich. Before Czechoslovakia and before France. I can't blame it on that, John. It's you. You've changed. You don't get mad anymore. Now, if you could get mad the way you used to... A man to, can't go on feeling forever. There's a limit. By and by, he finds himself dead. That's why I can't get mad. I'm dead. Somebody Perhaps. Oh, look, look, there's something across the way. Direct hit, I think. Come on. Yes, somebody found a telephone. Call it in. Gas and water lines broke. Up to it. Now, on standby with the ambulance. What was it, Warren? A direct hit? Oh, yes, sir. Direct hit it was, sir. Family in the name of Humphreys. Mother and son. Bringing the litter out here now. Here they are. Hold the boy. I'll hold him, nurse. Thank you. Now, if we could get him to give up that little wool lamb. I'll get it. Look, son, uh, let me hold the lamb for you, will you? I'll give it back. Honest, I promise. That's a good fellow. Now, go ahead, nurse. I don't think anything's broken. Shot, perhaps. Anything hurt you, son? Your arms? No, don't hurt. Oh, good. I'll take him along. Oh, come along, soldier. You're going to be fine. Cowards. The filthy, rotten cowards to hit a kid like that. What's the matter, John? 
that he's mad. Oh, cut it out, Allison. I'm sorry. What are you going to do with that lamb? Lamb? Say, I forgot to give it back. I'd keep it if I were you. Drop it up on your typewriter when you get back to the office. Thanks, but I'm not going back to the office right now. I think I'll go home and look in on Nora. May I have my key, please? Room 319. Yes, sir. I know, sir. Room 319. What's the matter? Anything wrong? I, I'm afraid so, sir. Demolition bomb hit a sharp angle. Hit about the fifth floor. My wife. Well, you see, sir... My wife! St. Madeline's Hospital, Bayswater Road. I think you'd better hurry, sir. I think you can see her now, Mr. Davis. Just a few minutes, though. I gave her a hypodermic. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, before you go in, one thing you ought to know. I have to operate. Operate? Well, why? There was a lesion from bomb percussion. She'll be all right. She's got to be all right. She will be. Of course, she won't be having another baby. You mean for a long time? Ever. Ever? You mustn't let her know that yet. The full truth right now would make it worse. Do you understand? Yes, yeah, I understand. Uh, can I go in now? I think so. Nora. Hello, Cookie. Nora. Nora, darling. Lean down, John. I want to touch your face. Like this? Will this do? Mm -hmm. For now. They gave me something to make me sleep, they said. Only it doesn't feel like sleeping. It feels like dying. Oh, uh, dope always does that to you. It doesn't matter. They've killed my baby. All our babies. Tomorrow's babies. The day after tomorrow's. All our babies. Forever dead. Who told you such nonsense? No one told me. True, isn't it? Darling, please, go to sleep now. What did I want babies for? It was just a dream. Everything's a dream. That's the hype of working. <laughs> You're very drunk, my darling. I don't want to be a dream. I don't want to be a dream. Nora, let go. Try to get some rest. I want to be real. Flesh and blood. I don't want to be a ghost. Nora, honey. A ghost. Beautiful ghost. I'll be a ghost. And you'll be a ghost. The whole world crawling with ghosts. Nora. She's sleeping now. You can come back tomorrow. Thank you, Doctor. And I'd suggest you leave that little wool lamb at home. It might make her think of things she'd rather forget. As soon as Nora could travel, I sent her back to the States. She was so quiet and so bitter, I thought the change might help. I had to stay, of course. I had my work. Maybe Allison was smarter than I knew. He asked for some articles on the Rizik children's home. It was there I found an old young friend and kept a promise I had made. Mr. Davis, 
You're sure it's the same boy? I was sure of it when I saw him yesterday. That's why I brought his lamb. It's a bit ragged, a little on the depressing side. That doesn't matter. It will make a link with his past. It might get him to talk. He scarcely said a word since he came to us. Here he is, Miss Strauss. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Come in, Peter. I want you to meet John Davis. Peter, have you lost your tongue? Well, that's all right, Miss Strauss. Peter, I'm glad to see you again. I brought you something that belongs to you. A nice woolly lamb. No! But I promised I'd give it back. He's an old friend of yours. My Look, lamb? The same one. Here. Lamb. You ran away, lamb. Oh, lamb. Thank heaven. He's an awful lamb. Awful! He spoils his soup and throws his spoon down the pipe and wets his knickers. He's awful. Oh, lamb. And we'll never take him away from you again, Peter. Never. Now, take him upstairs and get ready for tea. Yes, we goes. Goodbye, Peter. Oh, no, you come too. Well, some other time. I'll be seeing you. You sure? You promise? Of course I promise. All right. Come along, lamb. We goes. See. Poor little Temple. He likes you. It appears you've become something of a... Link yourself. Yes? Uh, I was told to ask for Miss Strauss. I'm Miss Strauss. Uh, I'm Miss Harris, and uh, this is Margaret. I'm her foster mother, her latest foster mother, that is. There were two others before me, but I'm afraid none of us could handle the child. I'd rather we discussed it alone. Oh, little Margaret and I have no secrets. It's just that she won't T-A-L-K or eat her F-O-O-D. And nobody's been able to pry her loose from that incendiary B-O-M-P. <laughs> I'm sure if you'll just leave her with oh, us. she does that curious thing all day long. Always rubbing her hands into her eyes like that. Yes, I see. I believe I know how oh, to... Oh, not that we don't think it was a privilege, you understand. My husband and I both felt it was... Good day, a... Mrs. Harris. Oh, well, <laughs> goodbye. That woman is worse than a raid. And much more dangerous. Well, Margaret, we're glad to have you here. Just stands there and rubs her eyes. Yes. Margaret, would you like to cry? Would you like to cry, dear? You can, you know. You can cry if you want. You won't smack me? Smack you won't smack me if I bell her? Why, of course not. Of course not. We never spank little girls. If you feel like crying, go on and cry. That's it. That's it, Margaret. Go ahead and cry. I really ought to be getting along, Miss Strauss. I'm way overdue at the office. You've been wonderful with the children, Mr. Davis. <laughs> well, having tea was fun, but giving them a bath, that's a little out of my line. <laughs> they like you. I told them you'd come in to say goodnight. Right in there. Well, I... Oh, oh well... Uh, uh, children, you still up? Bye, Mr. Davis. Peter, why aren't you asleep? You're not asleep. Well, 6.30 isn't my usual bedtime. Now, go to sleep. You too, Margaret. I want my Imagesium bomb. Well, there it is, right by your car. The planes are coming. A bomb. 
No, it isn't. It's just our guns chasing the bombers away. It sounds like a bomber to me. Oh, God, take my love away. Oh, man. He's going to sleep, Margaret. You go to sleep, too. Is it a German plane? No, it's one of ours. Is it dropping bombs now? No, no, it's going away. No. Yes, now. You hear? See, it's going away. They won't hurt you if I can help it. You sound awfully mad. I am awful mad. But not at you. Now, uh, go to sleep. Will you sleep here, too? Well, if, if, if you want me to. I want you to. You didn't say your prayers. I'll say them later. I want you to say them now. I want you to say your prayers now. Dear God, dear God, take care of Nora, and Margaret, and Peter, and all the others. And me, please keep me mad, God. Please keep me mad. As the days passed, I saw a lot of Margaret and Peter. And when Allison decided to send me to the States for a vacation, I cabled Nora asking her if I could bring the children home with me. When she didn't answer my cable, I phoned. Allison and I waited hours for the call to get through and then... Hello? Yes, I'm ready. Hello, Nora? Nora? Yes, John. It's me. Oh, gosh, I'm glad. You, you didn't answer my cable. Well, I, I just got it, John. I've been away in the country. I... I haven't been feeling so well. Nora, I know you. You're not trying to get better. Well, maybe I wasn't, but I am now. Oh, John, it's a wonderful idea. I'm so excited. I know, but which one, the boy or the girl? Oh, darling, you can't ask me to decide. Well, you can't ask me either. If you knew them, Nora... Oh, then, then, darling, bring them both. Both? Are you sure? Of course. I mean, really sure? Oh, John, dear... Come home and find out. Oh, Cookie, you're wonderful. I'll cable you tomorrow. Allison, she said yes, she wants them both. Oh, I surmised. Now all you have to do is to get them passage. You see, if I can get them on my plane to Lisbon, we can take a boat to New York. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Davis. I'm afraid it's hopeless. Hopeless? Your plane is booked to the teeth. So is every plane for weeks. We're just two little kids. We could squeeze them in. We'd sit in the aisle, the washroom, the... Look, Miss Fleming, why can't I take them as my luggage? It's certainly irregular, but I, I might... You could? <laughs> I think so. But then you're allowed only 40 pounds. Well, that's not enough for two kids. Maybe not enough for one. But suppose they're both under 40 pounds. I could take one and, and get another passenger to take the other. If you can persuade them, you're a genius. I'll give you the names. Miss Fleming, I've never seen you before. Perhaps I'll never see you again. But I love you. I'll love you all my life. <laughs> I know it's a strange request, Mrs. Bailey, but I've tried all the other passengers and been turned down. I'll make it up to you for everything you have to leave behind. If you'll take this child... Uh... Mr. Davis, I'm going to live with my daughter in Canada. I have no one else left. My husband and my son 
Oh, I'm sorry. It isn't easy to choose one 40-pound package that will represent 50 years of living. Those few things I can't give up. You've been very patient, Mrs. Bailey. Thank you, and I do understand. One of them was just over 40 pounds, Miss Strauss. If I just didn't have to choose. But they're both under 40 pounds. And you do have to choose. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. This one stay, this one go. I can't. Then I must make your decision for you. You? Yes, I'm used to it. Here we must make decisions every day. You wait here. You will know which one. Fine spot to be in. I didn't like them both. They weren't so sweet. One of them didn't like me, I... Yes, Margaret? Judy says to tell you it's a girl. A girl? Margaret, darling. Oh, Margaret, darling. I hope it's the right one, Mr. Davis. Could there be a wrong one? Margaret! Margaret! Does he know? I tried to explain. He's so attached to her. Margaret goes away. I goes too. I wish it were that easy, son. But I want to go still with my Mr. Davis. Well, look, Peter, you'll be having a lot of fun. You'll go to live somewhere in the country, maybe. There'll be horses and cows and sheeps, uh, sheep and uh, real live lambs. Don't walk. I'll send you some presents, too. Nice new teddy and, and maybe an elephant. Don't walk. Of course you do. I'll send them to Trudy for you. Don't walk. All he wants is that little ragged lamb of his. Look at the way he holds on to it. I know. Peter, I'm leaving you, but it isn't because I want to. I like you, Peter, and someday I'll come back. Someday soon. Oh, gosh. It's getting late, Mr. Davis. You don't want to miss that plane? Yes. Peter, will you say goodbye? Please, Peter. No, wait, don't leave like that. Peter, wait. Forgive me. I think it's better so. Yeah, I guess you're right. Besides, I... Well, you said yourself it's getting late. Well, um, you better be going. Goodbye, Trudy. Goodbye. I only wish you could be taking both of them. And that's the first portion of Journey for Margaret on the screen. Guild players will have the conclusion after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Cat's Pride has proudly made cat litter for over 65 years. Three generations of a family committed to creating innovative, top-quality cat litter products. New Cat's Pride fresh and light, lightweight litters contain absolutely no fillers, just natural clay minerals with an odor-controlling system. Pure performance. Whether your cat prefers our original fresh and light quick action or fragrance-free, all our clay litters are made using only safe and gentle ingredients without ever compromising on performance. Cat's Pride, committed to changing litter for good. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to Journey for Margaret on the screen, Guild Players. There's the plane. There's the plane, Daddy. What did you call me? Daddy. Won't you be my daddy when we get to America? America and everywhere else. I want to go to America right now. Well, then we better get aboard. 
Unless you've got a secret pair of wings. No, Daddy, I haven't got no wings. <laughs> Margaret, Margaret! Look, Daddy, look, it's Peter. Peter? Now, I go stew with my Mr. Davis. Peter, how did you get here? Who brought you? I did, Mr. Davis. I found I could do without that 40-pound package after all. Mrs. Bailey, I... I... I don't know what to say. Well, then don't say it. Somehow after you left, I never felt more lonesome in my life. Up to the last moment, I was resolved. But then I made the mistake of calling your office, and almost instantly there was a lady at my house with a child, a Miss Strauss. Mrs. Bailey, this is a wonderful thing that you're doing. My son within the RAF. Now, shall we go aboard? I guess this is almost the end of the story. By plane to Lisbon and by boat to New York. We're coming up the harbor now and I ought to take the youngsters out on deck. New York at night is something they'll remember all their lives. Something I'd rather like to see again myself. <laughs> no, those are the lights of New York City. The biggest city you ever saw. What's it got lights on for? To light up the city, just like... Li Didn't you children ever see a city with its lights on? No. What's it got its lights on for? Well, be because that's the way all cities look when they're not afraid of being bombed, when they're not right in the war. Is it miracle right in the war? Well, only a few days now. Daddy, we stopped. There's a lot of people getting on from that little boat. <laughs> Newspaper man like Daddy. What's it got its lights on for? Well, Peter, you see... John. It... John H. Davis. Nora. I chisel my way under the press board. Oh, darling. Oh, Mr. Davis. And Mr. Davis, Jr. And Margaret, oh, golly. We saw the lights. All the lights are on. No, they're not. They're going out. Out? Nora, what's that, a blackout? Yes, John. New York's blacking out. The lights are going out. Are you frightened, Margaret? No, Margaret's not frightened. But what's it putting the lights out for? They're putting them out. They're putting them out because all the lights of all the cities of the world must go out before any of them can go on again. Will they go on again? Yes, dear. Just as soon as the war is over. And when they do, not anything. Not anyone will ever put them out again. Will I see? Yes, Margaret. You'll see. Thank you, Billy Severn, Margaret O'Brien, Robert Young, and Anita Louise for your grand performances in Journey for Margaret. Well, Mr. Bradley, it's always a pleasure to appear on these programs for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Tonight, the pleasure was double for me by having had the opportunity to work with two such talented children as Margaret O'Brien and Billy Severn. Most of us could learn a lot about acting from them. 
Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Pittsburgh. It will star Marlena Dietrich, Randolph Scott, and John Wayne. Be sure to listen. Robert Young will soon be seen in Slightly Dangerous. Billy Severn can soon be seen in Man Down Under. Margaret O'Brien is soon to be seen in Dr. Gillespie's Criminal Case. All Metro-Golden-Mayer productions. Anita Louise recently appeared in the play Mr. and Mrs. North. Music on tonight's program arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To save materials, buy the larger size of Lady Esther face cream. Thank you. Good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's the Screen Guild Players with Journey for Margaret, starring Robert Young and Margaret O'Brien with Truman Bradley doing the announcing, sponsored by Lady Esther, as heard on CBS. Are you ready for Archie Andrews? Good comedy. Are yes? you talking to me? Of course I'm oh, talking to you. Oh, I thought you were talking to our listeners. You're my co-host, aren't you? I thought you were waiting for the listener's response. Bob Hastings starred as Archie Andrews. Of course, this was a comic strip that they brought to radio. It was very popular on the radio and kind of a juvenile adventure program. And uh, we have, uh, as I say, Bob Hastings starring along with Harlan Stone, Alice Yorman, Ian Martin, Gloria Mann, and Rosemary Rice. This is called The Hammock, and it's from July 20th, 1946, part one of Archie Andrews. Hello? Hello, Jughead. This is Archie. Come over right away. It's a matter of life or death. Oh, relax, Archie. Relax. Yes, and you relax too, folks, if you can, because here he is again, right out of the pages of Archie Comics Magazine, with all his gang, Archie Andrews. Well, it's a sunny Saturday morning as we look in on the Andrews home in Riverdale. Archie has just come downstairs. Is that you, Archie? Yes, Mom, it's me. I. Why? I, it's I. Yes, I know it's you, Mom. No, Archie, I, you said it's me, and you should say it's I. Well, what's the difference, Mom, as long as I'm here? <laughs> All right, Archie, you win. I'm glad you're up early, dear. There's some things around the house I want you to do, and you oh, can get Oh, but, started. Mom, on a day like this... Well, I know, dear, but it's high time you mowed the lawn. Oh, but, Mom, just think, where would Napoleon be if he'd spent his time mowing lawns? Or Edison, or Abraham Lincoln, or any great man. Did they put her around the house? They certainly did. You see, I... Huh? Oh, but, Mom, I got important things to do. Now, just what is so important? Gee whiz, Mom, what do you think it is? I'm going swimming. Oh, I hadn't realized it was anything that important. Sure. As soon as I get someone to go with me. <laughs> All right, Archie, go ahead. I suppose it's too warm to do anything else. Oh, gee, thanks, Mom. I'm going to call Veronica. Operator, get me Riverdale 318, please. Lazy bones lying in the sun. Never get a day's work done. Are you on the phone? Yes, Dad. Oh, well, hurry up. I have a call to make. Yes, Dad. Hello? <laughs> that you, Archie? Uh-huh. Is that you, Veronica? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hiya, Veronica. Uh, Veronica, would you like to go swimming today? Oh, I'd love to go swimming with you, Archie. <laughs> but I have an appointment at the beauty parlor in five minutes, and I have to hurry. Bye now. <laughs> huh? Hello? 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 Gee whiz. 
Archie, are you through with that phone? Uh, not yet, Dad. Well, hurry up. I'll just be a minute, Dad. Hello, operator. Get me Riverdale 426, please. Lazy bones lying in the sun. Never get a day's work done. Ah. Betty, uh, this is Archie. Hiya, Archie. Hiya. Betty. Yes, Archie? Betty, would you like to go swimming today? Oh, I'd love to go swimming, Archie. But I have to go shopping with Mother. Oh, but Betty, couldn't you... Oh, gee whiz, you... Mother's calling me right now. Bye now, Archie. Gee whiz. Archie, are you through yet? Not yet, Dad. I just got to make one more call. Oh, Archie, for God's sake. Oh, this will just to... take a second, Dad. Operator, Riverdale 783. In a hurry, please. Lazy bones lying in the sun. Never get a day's work done that way. Hello, Jug. Yeah, Archie. Jug, come over right away. Why? We're going swimming. Not me. I'm not. Gee whiz, Jug, why not? I got a bad sunburn. Gee whiz, on a swell day like this. My sunburn doesn't know what kind of day this is. But, Jug, you, you just gotta come swimming. We'll go down to the... Nothing doing. I'd look like an embarrassed lobster now. Oh, gee whiz. I guess I don't go swimming today. Well, come on over anyway, Jug. We'll do something. Okay, bye. Archie, are you through with that phone yet? Yes, Dad. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, well, good. Well, now, uh, what nonsense are you up to today, son? Nonsense? Why, Dad, you know I'm never up to any nonsense. <laughs> no? Of course not, Dad. As a matter of fact, I plan to spend the entire day working around the house. See you later, Dad. <laughs> Goodbye, son. <laughs> working around the house. Working around the house? Uh, Mary? Oh, Mary? Is there anything wrong with Archie? Jug, I ought to be doing something. There's a lot of things to be done around the house. Well, you could cut the grass. What for? It only grows up again. You could paint the front fence. Well, what for? It'll only get dirty again. You could fix that broken screen door. What for? It'll only break again. Give me a piece of that candy, Jug. What for? You'd only get hungry again. Don't be funny, Jug. Thanks. <clears throat> yes, I, I ought to do something around the, the house. Archie, why don't you just put up a hammock and lie there quietly? Jug, now you've got something. That's exactly what I intend to do. Yes, sir, I can see me now, just lying in the shade, swinging gently back and forth. Ah, that's the life. You haven't even got the hammock up yet. Oh, it won't take a minute, Jug. Soon as we buy one, I'll string it between those two shady trees on the left side of the house. Come on, here's the hardware store. Well, hello, Archie. What can I do for you today? Hello, Mr. Higgins. I want to buy a How small... about a new lawnmower, Archie? Just got a beauty in special at $14.95. Uh, no, thanks. We have a lawnmower. All I want is a How nice... How about a mop? Or brooms or pails, huh? Uh, no, thanks. Just a nice uh, Some small... screws? Tacks or nails? No, all I want is... You one... care for some batteries, knives or pans? Uh, no, thank you. I just want a nice... How about small... some paint or turpentine and cans? Mr. Higgins, I don't want any paint or turpentine or batteries or pails, nails or snails. Well, what do you want? I forgot. A hammock, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. A hammock, Mr. Higgins. Well, why didn't you say so? Why didn't you say so? Well, I've been trying to for about say, five uh, minutes. Here's a dandy hammock made by the Swing Low Sweet Chariot Company. 
Only twenty, only five dollars, this one. Oh, mark down, half five dollars. Gee whiz. I think it's the last hammock I have, too. Well, okay, I'll take it. Here you are. Thank you. Bye now. Yeah, you sure you don't need a garden hose? No, no hose, thanks. How about some oil or a hammer? No, no hammer. You need a lawn sprinkler? No, thanks a lot. Or a wreck or some grass seed? No, no thanks. Oh, wow. I thought we'd never get out of there. He's a real salesman, that guy. Yeah. Well, Archie Andrews, I was just looking for you. Gee, Veronica, what are you doing here? Well, I decided it was much too hot to go to the beauty parlor, so I canceled my appointment. You did? Uh-huh. And I'd love to go swimming with you. Gee whiz, I can't go now. Well, why not? I just spent my last cent on this hammock. Oh, really? Gee whiz. Jug, why did you have to suggest my putting up a hammock in the first place? But, Archie, all I said Wait was... a minute. Maybe Mr. Higgins will take it back and give me my money. Oh, do you think he will? Of course he will. After all, I bought it just a minute ago. It, it hasn't even been used yet. You wait right here and I'll be right back. Oh, gee, Jug, I hope he gets it. I'd certainly love to go swimming. Yeah. It's a lovely day for swimming. Yeah. Oh, well, here comes Archie. Did he give you your money back, Archie? Give me my money back? Veronica, he sold me a cushion to go with the hammock. <laughs> Oh, Father. Hello, Veronica. I was just going for a walk. You want to see me? Yes, I did. Uh, Father, isn't it awfully warm today? Yes, it certainly is. Father, you know what I've been thinking? No, what? That it would be wonderful to have a hammock on our lawn. Yeah, would be kind of nice. Why don't you put one up, Father? I know where you can get a lovely hammock and very reasonable... Veronica. Yes, Father. Let's hear no more about my putting up a hammock. Only a fool would put up a hammock on a day like this. more of this lemonade? Yes, dear. I'll bring it right out. All right, dear. <laughs> oh, never get a day's work done uh, lying in the new moon. Hey, son, son, hey, son. Oh, when, <laughs> oh, when you go fishing, I'll bet you keep wishing. Uh, uh, you look comfortable. Oh, uh, hi there, Lodge. Yes. Well, I am comfortable. What up here in the shade? Why, uh, thanks. Don't mind if I do. Well, where are you going? Mm, no place special, just a little stroll. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I believe your porch has better ventilation than mine. Oh, <laughs> does it? <laughs> yes, real comfortable here. Yes, 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 it is. <laughs> of course, there is one thing you need on your property. Oh, really? What's that? <clears throat> a hammock. A hammock? Yeah. There's nothing more comfortable than lying in a hammock in the shade. You know, Lodge, you've, you've got... Yes, you're right. <laughs> you could put it over right, right on the right side of your house. Yeah, that would be a nice place for it. <laughs> Why don't you do it right now? Now? Or is the... oh, yeah. oh, no, I, I don't know. It's a little too hot for that, I think. Well, of course, if you're not handy with tools... Not well... handy? 
Lodge, I'll have you know I can do anything around this house. Anything. In fact, I tell you what. Yes? If you will give me a hand, I'll go right down and get a hammock at Higgins Hardware Store. How'd you make out, Jug? Pinky's father doesn't like hammocks. How'd you make out? Betty's father says he always falls out of hammocks. Gee. And Mr. Lodge doesn't want a hammock. Yeah, but Veronica's talking to Mr. Mandel. Maybe he'll want... Oh, oh, here she comes now. How'd you make out, Veronica? Oh, just fine. You mean Mr. Mandel will buy the hammock? Oh, no, but Reggie wants to take me swimming. Oh, fine. That's great. Great. Oh, but Archie, you wouldn't want poor little me to sit home and just melt away on a day like this, would you? Gosh, no, Veronica. But I tell you what, just wait right here. Maybe my father will pay for this hammock. Well, all right, but hurry. Mom! Oh, Mom! Yes, dear? Where's Dad? He went downtown for a while. Gee whiz. Okay, Mom, thanks. Well, Veronica, I guess you better keep your date with Reggie. My father probably wouldn't want a hammock anyway. A hammock? You want to buy a hammock, Mr. Andrews? That's right, I want to buy a Well, what's so strange about that? Nothing, not a thing at all. I have a dandy hammock right here, Mr. Andrews, one of the last ones in stock. And only five dollars. Well, fine. I'll take it. All right. I'll carry it out to your car. Thank you. You know, Lodge, I uh, like doing business here. Mighty fine fellow, that Higgins. Well, Jug, as long as I'm stuck with a hammock, I might as well lie in it. Give me one of those hooks. Here you are. Now I'll screw it into this... Tree here. Won't take a minute. Yeah. There. Now the other hook in the other tree. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather lie in a hammock than go swimming any day. There. Well, that's done. See how easy it is? Yeah. Sure. In fact, I'm very glad I thought of putting up a hammock. You thought of it. Archie, I'll Never mind, Jug. Hand me the hammock and I'll hang it. I'm anxious to see how it looks. Yeah. Now I hang one end on this hook. Uh-huh. And the other end on the other end on on uh, well, gee whiz, Jughead, it doesn't reach. Gee whiz, this hammock's too small. Maybe the trees are too far apart. Oh, for gosh sake! Why didn't I think of measuring the distance before I rushed off and bought this thing? Now what'll we do? I could stand here and hold the other end. No, that's no good. The termites would get you in one season. I know. I could sink a post into the ground and hang the other end on that. Yeah, I guess you could. Sure. Jug, you know, sometimes I think I'm a genius. The rest of the time, I know it. You see, Andrews, that's all there is to it. Now that you got the two hooks in, you just hang the hammock on it. Yes, Lodge, I sort of figured that out for myself. Hand me that hammock, will you? Yeah. Thanks. Now, I hang one end on this hook and the other on this hook. There. Now, we're all set. Well, that was easy. I told you it would be. (laughs) Yes, Lodge. Well, now for the test flight, I'll hop right into it. 
What happened? I uh, hit bottom. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, it's resting right on the ground. That's because the trees are too close together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Lodge, I could tell. Fine thing. Now what'll I do? Why, you could plant another tree. Please, Lodge, (laughs) don't be funny. I know. I know. I'll just sink a post into the ground and hang the hammock on that. Andrews, if you study hard, you're going to be a genius. Never mind, Lodge. (laughs) Oh, Mary. Mary! Mary, would you bring out my saw? Your what? My saw! But Archie's using it, dear. Uh, oh, well, tell him I need it for a few minutes. All right. Archie! Archie! Yes, Mom? Archie, your father wants the saw. Gee whiz, Mom, I'm using it. Archie, your father needs it. Okay, where is he? On the other side of the house. Okay, I'll send Jug over with it. All right. Fred. Yes? Jug has bring the saw. Okay. Now let... <clears throat> now let's see. I had some two-by-fours right here. They should make fine posts. And... Wait a minute. That's funny. They're gone. What? Uh, Mary! Have you seen those old two-by-fours that were alongside the house? Yes, dear. Where are they? Archie has them. Arch, now what in the world is he doing with them? I haven't any idea. Well, tell him I need a couple of them. All right. Here's the saw, Mr. Andrews. Huh? Oh, oh, thank you, Jug. You're welcome. And Archie says let him know when you're finished with it. Yes, I will. Jug's already gone back, and tell him to hurry. All right. Archie! Did Jug get there? Yes, Mom! Now hurry and send those two-by-fours to your father! We already did, Mom! All right, dear. Here's those two-by-fours, Mr. Andrews. Oh, fine, fine. That's fine, Jug. And Mr. Andrews. Yes? Archie says if you need anything else, just holler. That's the first portion of Archie Andrews. We'll have more after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's the conclusion to Archie Andrews, then suspense. Lisa and I and Mike will see you next time.